What's up, guys? This is Clay Chastain, College and Career Pastor at Rock Springs Church. We're so excited that you're joining with us this week. I hope you find some encouragement, some joy, and a little laughter along the way as we learn from God's Word together. Let's jump into what He has for us today. My goodness. Well, man, what's up? How are we doing? Oh, no, that ain't going to work for me. No, sir. Come on. How are we doing? Better, 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 better. Okay. Man, look, I am so honored and just humbled, really, to be able to come with you guys and go alongside you with this journey in James. Okay? James is an awesome book of the Bible, and it's very... The reason why it's awesome is because it's challenging, right? Um, And it kind of looks at us at our core, Right, so we'll get into that a little bit later. I don't want to give any spoilers away, but Thursdays are awesome at Rock Springs College Ministry, and I'm not just you know honking the horn here. Um, it really is one of my favorite days. Like if I get to Thursday, I know it's going to be okay. All right, um, and the whole reason that is is because Rock Springs College Ministry focuses on Jesus. Okay, because he's the only one that matters. Out of everything, all creation, I mean, heck, he is the creator, right? So he is number one. They help me examine myself, look at myself and say, hey, is everything where it needs to be? Is there things that need to change? Um, Are things going to be altered? Are things going to be yoinked out and thrown away? Um, And it gets my focus back on Jesus. And that's what I love. That's what I love about Rock Springs. It's all about Jesus all the time. So... Um, Some of y'all, okay, might not know me. Some of y'all do know me, and then some of y'all know me but wish they didn't know me, all right? (laughs) Um, I am a lot of things, a lot of things, but um, one of them is child of God, all right? And that's the only thing that I didn't deserve. That title did not earn it at all. We'll talk about that in just a second, too. But for those that don't know me, okay, I'm going to kind of get us all on the same level, Phil, so like we can all say, yeah, Austin, yeah, I know him a little bit, all right? So I think we have some pictures, um, maybe, okay? Um, yep, still got the same physique, too. Boy, I tell you what, not much has changed, not much has changed, okay? But uh, the reason why I'm going to be showing you these pictures, all right, is um, because I'm going to share my little, my faith journey, all right, real quick. I mean, I'm real brief. Does anybody know about Spark Notes, Cliff Notes? They got me through school. All right, my guys right here. That's what I'm talking about. Live strong. There we go. All right, uh, real brief to kind of share my story, see where I came from, who Jesus made me into be. Or, that's not bad. That's bad English, but don't worry. We're not in school, okay? Don't tell my coworkers, okay? Um, I am a teacher. I don't know if I said that or not, but I work at an elementary school, so. Some of the things might come off as elementary, all right? So, but bear with me, bear with me. I'm used to talking to little kids, all right? So I'm going to have to scale up a little bit, scale up. Um, but that picture right there, all right, I was probably around mm, four, five, six, something around there in elementary. Go figure. Um, and um, that's when I gave my life to the Lord, all right? Now you look at that and you say, wow, that's super young. And you're right, that is super young. I remember hearing the gospel told to me in such a way, and I think it was by my mom, which of all people, she's one of my people that's my bedrock, right? Uh, Jesus is my foundation. The next layer is my mom, right? Uh, Built on top of Jesus. And she just told me, hey, look, Jesus, the King of Kings, 
the Lord of Lords, right, came down to save someone like me, someone that didn't have it together, someone that sinned, somebody that's fallen, somebody that is going to hell, okay? And I didn't do anything about it, nothing, nothing about it. And she told me, like, the only way that I can have this relationship is to give my life to him. And at that point, I was like, man, like, all right, I want to do it. And so that is the picture around this time um, that I gave my life to the Lord. All right, next picture. We got another one up here? Oh, my goodness. All right. That's about, that's about middle school Austin at its finest. Uh, before acne. Acne hit hard, but not yet. Um, at this point, okay, my relationship with the Lord was growing but slowly, okay? And there were strides, and there were things that God did that was like, all right, like I'm growing. There's, there's fruit, right? There's things that the Lord wants me to do. I'm trying. I'm failing a lot, and I have to ask for forgiveness, right? That's the whole gig there, right? Um, but I was trying, all right? So that was about middle school, Austin, um, probably about seventh grade. I think I, think I peaked at seventh grade. So everything else is downhill. No, I'm just kidding. All right, cue the next one. All right, now, okay, that's my mom and that's my sister. Uh, brother wasn't born yet, but we'll, we'll get to him later maybe. If you are good, no, I'm just kidding, we won't. Um, this Austin is different though, okay? Now I picked these pictures a number of different reasons. Um, a, because they're in the time period that I'm talking about, but also it represents my faith journey as well. Starting in eighth grade, um, things got different. And it wasn't for the better. It was because I changed. I changed. Um, I started hanging around people. Uh, nothing against them. I chose to hang out with them, right? They were just doing their thing. And I started doing things. I started saying things. I started getting into a group and, and doing things that I knew wasn't right. At my core, I knew it wasn't right. Because um, I experienced this true love of Jesus and and it's almost like I said, all right, you sit here. I'm going to try these things. And man, it, it, cue the next one. It gets worse. Um, this is the pinnacle of my bondage. All right. You, now, you guys don't know me very well, um, most of y'all, my testimony. But I got into uh, a lot of different stuff, and that bondage was heavy. Okay. That bondage was real heavy. And it even shows on my face. This was probably, uh, I graduated high school at this point about to go to college, um, and you could just say, yeah, you know, it was early, and, you know, I just didn't like pictures, but I believe it shows how much bondage I was wearing. Um, <clears throat> I wasn't who God wanted me to do, and it wasn't until God lovingly allowed me to hit my face on the floor. He said, you know, I love you, son. I can't, I don't want you to stay in this place. Right? I don't want you to carry these burdens. I don't want you to carry this sin because I've already paid for it. Right? And so God lovingly allowed my mom, <clears throat> my mom to uh, get sick. Okay? Uh, it was a progressional thing. Doctors didn't know what it was. Uh, diagnosed, misdiagnosed, um, all those things. You just, you know, you leave the doctor, you go home. Mom's still feeling bad after going to the doctor. It breaks you. Mom, like for me, mom's bedrock. Jesus' foundation, mom's bedrock. Um, and so, you know, it, 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 it rocked my world. And it was the final thing that it took to break me. 
to get me on my knees and get me to the place that I left off, right? Um, and the point of surrender, the point of, hey, God, Jesus, I, look, I, I don't even know what to say, really. There's so much going on. Mom getting sick. I have all these baggage, bondage, past, all this kind of stuff. I don't know what to do, but just give it to you. And Lord, I just want to live the way you want me to live. I had to look at myself. I had to examine myself to see I wasn't where I needed to be. All right. And look at my faith and change. And the only way I could change and can change is through Jesus. And so I just gave it to him. I said, Lord, you saved me already. But Lord, I I put this bondage on myself. I give it to you. Okay. Now, that's me in a nutshell. Cue the next one. Whoa, all right. Drastic change, drastic change. What happened? What happened? The thing that happened was Jesus, all right? I got back to my foundation. Jesus gives me my joy. Jesus gives me my peace, my freedom. He gives me everything. He's my identity, okay? Now, do I please him all the time? Do I do the things I need to do? I wish I could say yes. I really do, but I don't. Uh, Because all of us are not perfect. We have to repent when we're saved, when we have a relationship with them, to get back on the boat, right? So, now that you guys are kind of on the same page, a little bit, you know most about me, um, we are going to get into the lesson, (laughs) all right? The title is Examine Yourself, all right? I think we have that on the next one. There it is. It's magic. It's awesome. I love it. All right? Examine Yourself, all right? Now, I believe God has a purpose for us tonight. I really do. I really, really do. Um, I believe that purpose is to focus on three words, all right, to help us get through James 2. All right, so we're kind of learning a little bit of skill words a little bit. Again, I'm a teacher. I like learning skills and having skills for kids and stuff, all that kind of stuff. And so these help words are also, unfortunately, fortunately, going to be our challenge words as well. All right, so they're going to help us, but they're also going to challenge us. All right, and the first one all right, is examine. All right, I challenge you to examine yourself, to look at yourself, to see where you're at. All right, as we look at James two, uh, the second one, I challenge you to look at your faith. All right, do you have faith? All right, do you not have faith? Or do you have the right kind of faith? We'll talk about the kinds of faith in James in just a second. The third one is to allow change to happen. All right, the only person that can change you is Jesus. If you want true change, it comes through Jesus and Jesus alone, okay? Now, everybody say with me, I'll say it first, and then you guys repeat after me. Again, teacher, you're just going to see it. I can't shut it off, all right? So it's just going to happen, all right? So I'm going to say it first, and then you guys are going to say it. So I'll do this, and then when it's your turn, this, okay? Remember, elementary. All right, here we go. Examine faith change. All right, one more time just for good luck. Examine faith change. change. All right, we'll we'll quiz you later to see if you guys remember, okay? All right, let's pray. Holy Spirit, I just pray that you just move and shake, Lord. You help us to examine ourselves. Help us to take the deep dive into our very core and to see if that faith, Lord, is true and genuine. Or if we don't have faith, help us to look and see how great you are and how you can bring change. Lord, I love these people, Lord. I don't even know them, but I love them because why? Because you love them and you love me and you want me to love others. I thank you for all you do. I thank you for bringing everybody here safely. Thank you that everybody's healthy, Lord. Everybody's um, doing well, Lord. Um, I just pray, Lord, that you just, you move and shake. I love you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. I don't deserve or earn it. In your name I pray, amen. Okie doke. All right, so 
We're going to look at our three help slash challenge words, our focus words and our challenge words real quick, just to put a little definition on it in a Bible verse to get into James. All right. I know this is a lot of prep work, but it's going to, be, it's going to benefit us later. Okay. All right. So first one is examine. All right. So let's look at it. Um, 2 Corinthians 13.5 should be on the screen. There it is. All right. Usually I have helpers at school, like, you know, um, little students that would read. It helps me out. But this time I'm one, I'm one man show, so give me a second. Whew, that's better. All right. Second Corinthians 13.5 says, examine yourselves. Examine yourself. There's that word. To see whether you are in the faith. Test yourself. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. Okay? So what Paul is saying to the Corinthians here is look at yourself. Do you reflect who you're following after? Who's inside of you? Um, can you pass the test or do you fail the test? All right? So there's, there's examine. Let's move on to the next one, which is Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. All right? This is faith. This is faith. All right? For it is by grace you've been saved through faith. Through faith. Everybody say, through faith. Through faith. All right, that's key. Hold on to that. And this is not from yourselves. Not from yourselves. Underline, bold, not. Not. I lost my place. Not from yourselves, okay? Um, it is the gift of God. Not by works. Everybody say, not by works. Yes, you guys are killing it. So that no one can boast, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus, for those who've given their life, to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. All right? Um, and then the third one, our third help slash challenge word is change. All right? Change. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, meaning they have a relationship with Jesus by giving their life to him, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Meaning that your old self that you used to be, gone. As soon as you ask Jesus to come in your life, he's gone. You're a new creation. All right. Now, I'm pretty sure most of you guys know what these three help words, like you don't really need me to find it, but I'm going to do it just in case. Um, I forgot. Let's say that. Um, so examine pretty much is to look closely. All right, to look closely. Faith is complete trust in someone or something. Complete trust, no doubt, right? And then change to make different. All right, those are our help challenge words. Now, without further ado, prepare yourselves. We're going into James, all right? We're going into James. Last, last week, uh, Clay went through James 1, all right? He went through James 1, and it was an awesome message, okay? It talked about trials and temptations and the difference between them, okay? I encourage you real quick before we get into James 2, check it out, all right? You can go to Rock Springs College Ministry on the little podcast app if you have Apple. I'm not sure about Android, um, but I'm assuming it's the same thing. Um, but you can check that out. It's a great listen. Listen to it on your way to work, on your way home, whatever you want to do, okay? Now, <clears throat> the first lesson... Okay, the first thing that we're going to look at in James chapter 2, all right, is these three faiths. All right, these three faiths are different. They are not the same. They are characterized by different things. Um, and we're going to break them down, all right? So you're going to have to look at them, examine yourself to see where you fall in it, okay? If you, if you say that you are a person of faith, okay? The first one 
The first one is dead faith. Dead faith. It's found in James chapter 2, 14 through 17. Do we have that one? There it is. All right. What good is it? This is James talking, okay? He's talking to uh, Christians, fellow believers, okay? What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if anyone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. Next verse. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if not, oh, excuse me, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. What's happening? Let's explain it, okay? What James is saying is, this dead faith is characterized by saying, not doing. You've probably heard the, fa- uh, the phrase, um, you, what is it? You, um, you talk the talk, we don't walk the walk. I don't know how to say it in that voice, but you, that, it just helped, it happened for me. Um, talk the talk, but don't walk the walk, okay? You, you talk a good game, but it doesn't reflect in your life. All right. That's the kind of faith that James is saying. You know, the people that say, yeah, I'm a Christian. You know, I do church and I do this and I do that. But you never see him doing it. Right. Not from a judgmental standpoint, but just you never see it. You don't see the fruits of what they claim to be. All right. That's dead faith. That's what James is saying. Another example of dead faith is in Matthew 7. All right. There it is. Not now. This is Jesus talking. All right. So hold on to yourself. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. All right? The key word is says. You see that word up there? Just because you say Jesus is Lord, just because you say Jesus is your Savior, James is challenging us to to look at ourselves and, is he? Is he really? Are your actions reflecting it? Are you living the life that he's called you to? Um... And to reiterate that real quick, because I jumped right over it, the scripture for 14 through 17 explaining that is pretty much saying, if you run across a homeless guy, right, we all have, okay, um, and you say, you know, man, I hope he does better. And then you just zoom by, right? That's what James is saying. If you just say, I hope you do well, bro, like, you know, and you don't do anything about it, that's what kind of James is saying here. It's, it's, that's worthless. It's, there's nothing there. That faith is dead, okay? All right, now, and I know this is pretty hard, all right? James is not easy, but he's not easy because he loves you, okay? And truth sometimes hurt, but it's because of love, okay? Second kind of faith, second kind of faith, all right, is demonic faith. Okay, now I know that sounds real scary, but we'll explain what that means in just a second. This one is not real, okay? It's not real faith, and neither is dead faith. All right, I want to explain that real quick. All right, verse 19 through 20. All right, you believe there is one God. Good, good. That's what James is saying. That's kind of the attitude. He's like, great, wonderful. All right, even the demons believe that and shudder. Okay, you foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Now, that's, that's, I know that seems like it's just harsh, but he is trying to expose us, all right? For those that say, 
that characterized, that demonic faith is characterized, jumped ahead of myself, characterized by knowing, knowledge of. So if you say, yeah, I know Jesus, I know the Bible, you know, I can say a million scriptures, but there's no action. There's no doing what he wants you to do. You can quote the Bible inside and out, but are you doing anything of it? Are you, are you applying any of the lessons? All right, that's what Paul's getting at. Excuse me, that's what James is getting at. <laughs> All right, um, so let's look at another verse that is kind of like our example verse, Acts 11, 11 through 16. Now, this one's, this is a crazy story, all right? This is one of those Bible stories you're like, that really happened? Kind of like the donkey talking. If you haven't heard about that one, look that one up. That one's, that one's fun. All right, 11. Right then, three men who had been sent to, oh, excuse me. Right then, three men who had been sent to me from Caesarea. <laughs> Elementary. We never went across Caesarea. All right. Stopped at the house where I was staying. The Spirit told me to have no hesitation about going with them. These six brothers also went with me, and we entered the man's house. All right. Wait for it. If it don't make sense, it's because it doesn't yet. All right. He told us how he had seen an angel appear to uh, appear in his house and say, Send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He will bring you a message through which, through which you and all your household will be saved. Okay? All right. So let's see. As I begin... Is it the right verse? Yes. All right. We're getting there. All right. As I begin to speak, the Holy Spirit came on them. And uh, as he had come on us as the beginning. Then I remembered... What the Lord had said, John baptized. This is not the right verse. All right, so let me explain the verse. I, see, I knew this was going to happen at some point. But this is God humbling me, okay? This is God humbling. This is good. All right, so the verse that I meant to get was Paul was doing exorcisms, okay? He was casting out demons from people that were possessed, all right? And what happened was these guys that also did exorcism, but by demonic witchcraft ways, all right, so the power of Satan, um, they were like, man, this guy's casting out demons in, uh, in Jesus' name, like, let's use that, let's use Jesus' name, all right, so they get all clever, and like, this is gonna be awesome, um, they go over there, and they're like, they see this demon guy, and they're like, we cast you out in Jesus' name, right, so like the exorcist, you know, kind of thing, right, um, and the demon turns to him, all right, homeboy turns to him, and he says, I know Jesus, and I know Paul. And so the guy that they used the, um, they saw and got the example from, but I don't know you. I don't know you. And he jumps them, beats them up, beats them up so bad, they run naked, confused, and badly injured. Okay? The point here, the reason why I brought that up is because it doesn't matter what you know. It doesn't matter the knowledge of something. It doesn't matter if you know Jesus. It matters if Jesus knows you. Does Jesus know you? Okay. All right. The third most important faith, dynamic faith, dynamic faith. All right. Let's read it. 21 through 26, James chapter 2. All right. Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? And you see that his faith and his actions were working together. 
and his faith was made complete by what he did. Okay? And the scripture was fulfilled that, that says, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. And he was called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not faith alone. All right? In the same way, was not even Rahab, the prostitute, considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies, the Jewish spies, we'll talk about them in just a second, and sent them off in a different direction. As the body without the spirit is dead, or the body without faith is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. All right, now there's a lot being said here, and I'm gonna try to break it down real quick, okay? James is really hitting at the point of um, that this dynamic faith, all right, it's not just, it requires action, okay? It requires action. He gives two examples, two examples for us. The first one is Abraham. Everybody knows Abraham, probably, mostly. If not, he, the Jews saw him as the father of their faith, the, the, the father of many nations, right? Um, real high esteem kind of guy, right? On a high level, all right? Then you have Rahab, okay? Rahab, the prostitute, someone that wasn't even a Jew, someone that lived in Jericho, probably heard of Jericho, walls came down, right? Um, and yet they're on the same level. Why? I love that James does this because it almost gives hope for someone like me, right? Someone that doesn't have it together, someone that is trying to live the way that God wants him to, or her, um, to, but makes mistakes, right? And we all make mistakes. That's something that we need to understand. Um, but dynamic faith is characterized by faith that does. Faith that does. All right. An example verse, real quick, real quick, and then we'll, we'll really get start moving. Okay. In the same way, whoop, my dear children, I whoop. <laughs> That's all good. It's all good. Humility. It's awesome. All right, my dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, meaning he took our sins for us, died on the cross, rose again on the third day. We can have a relationship with him through Jesus alone, okay? The righteous one, he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of... Is that it? Uh, of, it's supposed to be the world, right? All right, so we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commands. Whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar. And the truth is not in that person. All right. But if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. All right? So James is saying again, dynamic faith does. All right? Dynamic faith does. All right? So we're going to recap just a minute, okay? As a teacher, I like to make sure my students are listening, right? So I have gifts, all right, for those that can tell me what we just talked about, okay? So let's see if everybody was paying attention. All right, we're going to raise your hand. and Yeah, okay, so you get it. 
Can anybody tell me the three focus slash challenge words? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Come on. All right. Back there. Awesome. All right. Give everyone another applause. There, there we go. All right. If you would, come see me after the message. I'll hook you up with a gift. All right. Now, we have another opportunity. Another opportunity. All right. Can anyone tell me the three faiths found in James that James focuses on? Yes. All right, you got it. All right, come see me after the message. Good job. All right, everybody's listening. That's awesome. All right, so that means you're never, ever, ever, ever going to forget the two times I totally messed it up. So that's awesome. I cannot express that enough. All right, so one last question before we get into closing, all right, before we close. All right, which one did James say is true faith? Somebody raise your hand. Oh, yes, sir. Dynamic faith. Everybody give me a round of applause. There we go. And for Reese, she did a great job as well. Very good. Very good. I don't have a prize for you, Noah, though, so you just get cred. Sorry. All right. Um, nothing personal. I love you. All right. In closing, it's time to put it all together. All right. We got to put it all together and apply it. All right. Because if we just hear a good word and we don't apply it, and that's the whole point of the lesson. Okay. All right. So, this is what I want you to do, all right? Hone in one last time, okay? I want us to all, all of us, because we're all on the same journey together, okay? Examine yourself to see if you have true faith in Jesus. If not, you will have a chance to respond and be changed here tonight in just a moment, okay? Here's the last takeaways. So here's the last things if you say, oh my gosh, like what did he say? What was the things he wanted me to put in pocket? I got you, because I was always that in school. I was like, what, just give me a summary. Um, so here it is. James isn't saying that doing works themselves will save you. He's not saying that. He's not saying if you go feed the homeless, if you go help this, the homeless people on the side of the road, if you do all these things, that that will save you, as if those works could save you. James is telling you, you're missing the point. That is not the point, all right? Remember, Ephesians, all right, we are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ alone. We're only saved because of Jesus and having that dynamic faith and relationship with him. It's the only way. It's the only way, okay? Now, the last thing James is saying. James is saying that if you have truly been changed by having an encounter with Jesus Christ and changing your life, from who you were to who you are now through his blood, you will reflect, you will reflect it. There will be fruits. And Matthew 7, James, or excuse me, Jesus tells us that you should be able to tell a person by their fruits. All right? So you know a tree is an orange tree because it produces. You guys are so good. I'm telling you, I wish I had you guys sometime in my class, okay? Some of them are like apples. Um, it's like, no, no, it's not. Um, so you're exactly right. Okay. Jesus is saying, Hey, if, if you claim to be a Christian, there should be things in your life that point to him. Now, will you get it right all the time? No, no, you won't. All right. Cause we're not perfect. Even when we get saved. All right. The goal for us is to repent, to get back, to change from doing that, to get back on board, keep running after Jesus. Okay. 
All right, it should be a part of gratitude. You recognize, wow, Jesus saved me and I didn't do anything for it. The creator, right, came down to where my sin, my grossness, my insecurities, my everything, my shame, and he died and rose again on the third day to save someone like me? Are you kidding? That should be out of heart of gratitude, all right, with salvation of Jesus, with Jesus. All right, so we're gonna transition to our last little section, all right? It's time to respond, all right? It's time to respond, so let's pray. Lord Jesus, I just, I thank you for these people, man. I feel like we're already best friends, Lord. Um, this life is hard, and honestly, I, I don't know where everybody's at spiritually here tonight, but you do. You absolutely do. You see every single one of these souls right where they are, and you love them. And that was proven by the cross and rising in on the third day. Lord, help us to hear you, Holy Spirit, as you move amongst us, as you get us to examine ourselves, to look at our faith. I pray that we respond to your call. Now, I want to pray for two specific groups, just two, okay? It will require a response from you guys, all right? So listen, all right, as I pray. So raise your hand if this applies to you, all right? If you found yourself to have no faith, if you looked at yourself, you examined yourself, you say, man, I don't even, I don't even know Jesus. I, 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 I don't know about any of this stuff. I've never been around it, never heard about it. Or maybe you have, but you fell into one of the other faiths, the dead faith that was characterized by saying, just saying stuff. You talked the talk, but you didn't walk the walk. Or um, demon faith, right? Demonic faith, which is just knowing. Are you just a person of knowledge? You knew of Jesus, but you didn't give your life to him. If that's you, I want to pray over you, okay? I want to pray Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 and Revelations 3, 20 over you. So if that's you, if you say you're in that category, you may say that you're lost, you're not saved. Now's the time to respond because God's giving you a chance to change. You raise your hand. Takes courage. May not always have tomorrow, guys. All right, thank you. So... The next group, I want to uh, pray for y'all, all right? For those that say, I've given my life to the Lord, and even though I don't do it perfectly, I try to live the way that he wants me to, and I repent. I try to, when I mess up and I sin, I repent, get back on the road. If that's you, please raise your hand. All right. So I'm going to pray for both groups right now, all right? Jesus, as we continue in this time of reflection, this time of prayer with you. I pray for those that maybe are lost, Lord, but they didn't raise their hand. Lord, I pray for them for Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, that they realize that it is by grace through faith that we've all been saved. And the only way to have relationship with you, Jesus, is to give our life to you, to live the way you want us to live. Revelations 3, 20 says, it talks about how you knock at our heart's door you're knocking for some people right now. Are you going to let them in? Or are you just going to let them pass by? We don't get lots of opportunities every day. All right, so I just pray for those that are lost. If there is any here, may not be. And I also pray for those that are saved, Lord, that 
in Hebrews 12, 1 through 2, in 2 Timothy 4, 7 through 8, it talks about running a race with endurance. As Christians, we are running a race in relationship with Jesus Christ. Through the highs, through the lows, through the ups, and through the downs, right? And 2 Timothy talks about how Paul, because he's about to die, right? That he has run the race, and he has finished. He has run the race, and he has kept the faith. I pray that for my brothers and sisters. I pray that for myself, that we keep running no matter how hard the world gets, how cruel they get to us, no matter what persecution we may face in the future. I pray that we keep running with our eyes fixed on him, on you, Jesus, the only person that can save and change. Lord, I love you. I thank you for saving me, Lord. I thank you for changing me, Lord. I don't deserve or earn it, Lord. Be patient with me. Be merciful and gracious upon me and my brothers and sisters and upon those that don't have a relationship with you yet. Now, lastly, if you aren't saved or you aren't sure, and maybe you you didn't respond, but you want to have a talk with me or Clay, please do that tonight. Don't leave here without having that conversation. Please, I beg of you. All right, the band is going to lead us. You come to Jesus. The altar is open. Thank you guys for joining us this week for the message. We believe that you are here for a purpose and we're excited to be with you on this journey with Christ. If you like this podcast, you can click to subscribe and share it with your friends. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram at rs underscore college or click the link in the bio for our website. Have a great day.